Hi, and welcome to Thriving with Sarah and Jenny. Please join us as we explore how you can enjoy a happier life and a fulfilling career, things that aren't always that easy in our modern world. We'll be taking a look to how you can explore well-being both inside and outside the workplace, how to prevent burnout, how to achieve true happiness in work and life, and so much more. So stick around. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to Thriving with Sarah and Jenny. Today, we are going to, I guess, slowly wake up to talk about sleep and actually why it's a non-negotiable for yourself, uh, for your happiness, and for your work as well. Jenny, you're a GP. We hear all the time about sleep being Mm. important, but Mm. so few people are prioritizing it still. So yeah, tell us a bit about your thoughts on sleep. I see sleep as one of the most underutilized performance booster and happiness promoter on the planet. Um, We really could do so much more with better sleep. And I find it really fascinating that so many of us deliberately curtail our opportunity for sleep. And it's weird. We're the only, I think we're the only species on the planet that actually do this. And I've looked at the statistics for the UK and Australia, and we're both equally as bad. Uh, About a third of the adult population is chronically sleep deprived. And um, I mean, sure, some people have insomnia. They can't get to sleep. They would love to get to sleep, but they just can't. But a majority probably choose not to go to sleep because they've got other stuff on. They've got um, work to do. So they stay up late and then they get up super early because that's the only time they have quiet time to do something else and they want to go and exercise and da, da, da. So they do all these things and it just constricts how much time you spend in bed asleep. And so we're not getting enough time asleep and we're not Mm -hmm. always getting good quality sleep. And it's both of those things that are equally important. What I found fascinating was um, reading up some of the research which shows that while we tend to focus on diet and exercise because that's really important, we underestimate just how important sleep is because we cannot actually survive without it. There's um, a very rare, fortunately, uh, medical condition called fatal familial insomnia. It only affects 40 40 families around the world. And basically, at some point midlife, they start to lose the ability to fall asleep. And they die within a fairly short period of time. I mean, it sounds horrific, but that's actually what happens to them. So uh, there's a guy in Adelaide, South Australia here, And he says, sleep is essential for every single system, every single Mm -hmm. organ, every single Mm -hmm. cell in your body for Mm -hmm. optimal functioning. And I'm thinking, whoa, it's that important. And yet we treat it with disdain sometimes. It's like, oh, well, I only need five hours of sleep and then treat it like our busy badge, you know, oh, I'm a, I'm a short sleeper and think that's something good (laughs) to aim for, which is couldn't be further from the truth. How many have you met people who seem to be very proud of the fact that they have trained themselves yeah. to do with less sleep? Yeah, yeah. It's that, and there was that whole kind of I think it's kind of coming down now, but I feel like 
maybe like five, six years ago to 15 mm. years ago, it was a badge of honor. It was mm. like, I only sleep four hours a night and I'm super productive and I work for the other 20 hours straight, you know, and that, that was the, that was the, how can you do this? How can you get by on it? Um, and I, t- I, for one, can't understand that because I self-care, I, I'm, I can take or leave like along the way, yep. but sleep, I actually, I actually can't function (laughs) like, and not just like, you know, like maybe two nights of interrupted sleep. And then I am, I, that's it. There is nothing left of me. So I don't even understand how people, (laughs) I'm probably like quite far along the other scale, but I, um, it's not something that I can understand in the least. But yeah, you hear it all the time, don't you? You do. Oh, well, I got my good kind of four to six hours and I'm up and raring to go. And you think. <laughs> there are so many deluded people out there, Sarah. I mean, that's the worrying thing because they actually have the belief that mm. they can get away with less sleep uh, mm. and they could get away with it. Well, in fact, reality is not the case at all. And mm. even though some people might be able to sustain reduce sleep for a period of time, eventually it catches up with you. And if you've got a huge sleep debt because you haven't been getting enough good quality uninterrupted sleep, then you pay for it in terms of your physical health because Mm -hmm. it weakens your immune system um, so you can't fight off infection so easily. It actually puts you at higher risk of getting type 2 diabetes and heart disease, Mm -hmm. um, which Mm -hmm. is not very clever. Um, It upsets your weight management. Uh, people who have poor sleep actually get a bit fatter. Um, and it's because <laughs> it, it, it disrupts all our hormones and yeah. it plays habit with our, with our bodies as well as our minds. So I think we've just got to remember that we are human and to mm-hmm. not treat ourselves like a machine and to understand because we're individuals, we all have a slightly different need. I mean, I don't know how many hours you need, Sarah, but I know I need eight hours at night whereas my husband is fine on just under seven yeah so that's about the same with me and my husband and I I can even I can happily do nine um usually do nine although it was really interesting I did read that sleeping too much is also not so good for you Uh, and I feel I fear with my with my love of sleep that I may err on that side (laughs) Um, yeah, around eight is yeah. is a really lovely. Um, I'm I'm quite a like ten ten till six ten till six thirty yeah. or kind of. Yeah. Um, but like you said, not everyone is the same. That there are definite, you know, as we talked about in our rhythm podcast. My guess is that there are people who sleep in different rhythms as well. There are the yeah, night absolutely. owls versus yeah. the lark. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I was I was actually the, talking to a lady earlier this today. And she said that her situation is quite difficult because she's definitely a night owl. She starts coming mm. to about 11 o'clock at night and wants to stay up late because, you know, that's the way her system is created. Yeah. Um, yeah. Her husband, though, is a lark. So, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. they have to sort of play this balancing act of trying to sort of work out what's, what's best. Actually, when can we see each other? Yes. <laughs> yes. yes. Mm. Yeah, yeah that's I, so I really like obviously like with our th- things that our thoughts about happiness. 
Mm. Um, some of the some of the research I was looking at was the benefits of sleep on how you feel, mm. and that when people don't get enough sleep, um, it sends them a little bit into that kind of um, scarcity mindset. It can it can like help uh, yep. or exacerbate that. Yeah. Um, and then the other bit that I really loved was that having better sleep feels like eight weeks of therapy or winning a quarter <laughs> of a million. Hey. So if, if you improve your sleep, it improves your well-being. Hold on. It, it's an average increase in well-being, which lottery winners had two years after winning a quarter of a million. So it can actually give you this boost um, yeah. in such an amazing way. Um, and we all know that we should be doing this, right? Like yeah. it's not a surprise. Yeah. <laughs> we all make our children do it. Yes, we do. Yes. And, and that's the key thing. We, we um, ensure that our kids have a, a consistent bedtime routine mm-hmm. so that they you know going through the ritual of what they do to prepare themselves yeah. for sleep. And when we do it for ourselves as grown-ups, we get the benefit as well. And I really enjoy that. Mm. hour before bed because that's the time where everything slows down a little bit the technology is being long switched off um where i'm putting the kettle on for that last cup of chamomile tea um Mm. i always like to have a warm shower before i go to bed because i find that helps me to go to sleep much more quickly Mm -hmm. Um, and they know that if you have a warm shower when you come out of the shower, your body temperature drops quite quickly because of the latent heat of evaporation. And that drop in core temperature actually helps you to fall asleep. Da-da. Oh, that's so interesting. Yes. That's so interesting. Because I always, so I don't do the shower before bed. I know lots of people who do, because in my brain, the shower is what wakes me up in the morning. And so <laughs> well, that's right. You do what you do what works. So my for brain you. like goes, oh, wake up time. <laughs> um, it also is terrible for my hair, but that's another story. Um, <laughs> Um, I'm, a, yes. I'm a reader before bed. That's my thing. So I love to, uh, we have a, we have a wood fire. Um, oh. so I, I quite like to get that kind of watch the fire die down. And then that really, I find that very calming and oh. that kind of warmth, that warmth that you get just before you fall asleep, like, you yes. know, with little babies when they get super hot just before and so then I kind of like trudge myself upstairs um and yes electronics I don't like electronics in the bedroom um but I love to read I've always read myself to sleep uh well and do you read an actual book do you have a physical book usually yeah I do sometimes have a kindle Mm. just because sometimes the books when you're lying in bed are a little bit heavy me a crick in the neck or my wrist but yes yeah yeah I much prefer the physical book but it is almost like um I can never read for as long as I would like to um because I have almost like a a response to as soon as I start to read my body's like right that's bedtime now (laughs) well I don't know about you but I often drop my book or yes (laughs) it's when I wake up oh I think I was doing yeah. something else and then I've been Wait asleep. A second. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I myself still, you know, as, as old as, as we are, I, uh, I'll sit there holding a book and go, I'm just going to close my eyes for a minute. I don't know why I tell myself this is what I'm doing. I just need to close my eyes for a minute and then I'll come back to read. <laughs> of course, I never do. 
Oh, yeah. So, yeah. so sleep has benefits for, for our health, obviously yes. for illness. It's yes. for, for yes. long-term health as well, isn't Absolutely. it? Absolutely. People yes. who, who sleep well are, have, have more longevity in their lives, yeah. don't they? Um, it makes us happier. Much happier. Um, and I think it makes us kinder and all sorts of things, doesn't it as well? Sorry. Having, having is, does kindness impact our ability to, sorry, sleep impact our ability to be kind as well. Yes. Um, we're much more yeah. likely if we're well rested and feeling mm-hmm. calm um, mm-hmm. in that in that state. We're more we're more prosocial. We're more generous. Mm-hmm. We're more interested in helping others. So wow. we're actually you know in a better place for ourselves, yeah. but also for other people as well. Um, and I think that's really important. What I was going to mention was that um, sleep is it has a, what they call a bidirectional effect on uh, our mood Mm. so the mood we're in can affect the quality of our sleep but the quality of our sleep will also affect our mood and people who are worry warts who've got you know things going round and round and round in their mind um, Mm -hmm. I'm sure we've all been there Mm -hmm. you're lying there looking at the ceiling thing I can't go to sleep because you've got this one thing that's playing yeah relentlessly in your, in your mm-hmm. head um, and that disturbance to your sleep pattern then of course derails you for the following day yeah. um, so they know now that poor quality sleep predisposes you to mood disorders such as anxiety and depression which yeah. is obviously a lot of you sense. you're trying to achieve more positive emotion and happiness and it mm-hmm. works the other way around as well if you have anxiety or you're mm-hmm. feeling a bit down that can affect your sleep pattern too and what they've shown is that you know with anxiety especially people Mm -hmm. either can't fall asleep or they're waking up frequently during the night and with depression sometimes it it deter it changes the time that you wake up and some people who are in a low state can either go one of two ways often they will sleep much much longer so Mm -hmm. instead of normally needing seven and a half hours all of a sudden they need nine and a half hours and they're still struggling to get out of bed and others yeah. go the opposite way and they're waking up far too early, can't go back to sleep and they're lying there feeling terrible. So it's interesting yeah. how, you know, it interplays and we know too with long-term sleep disturbance, um, it's actually not good for your, for your brain health. Um, mm. So if we want to keep our brains intact, it's really important that we try to get as good a sleep as possible on a regular basis so Sarah do you have any tips for people who may be struggling with their sleep because they've got too much on their plate (laughs) and they've got little kids or dogs trying to jump on (laughs) yes I definitely have one of those still yeah yeah always uh, always some kicky feet to be found somewhere in the night (laughs) in my bed Yeah, I do, I do because because I don't function so well on sleep. But I have experienced all of those things that you've just described. You know, when you're stressed, then you have less sleep, or you wake up at three o'clock in the morning and you run through in your head. And what is it about three o'clock in the morning that all of the worst things that could possibly happen are there? Mm. Um, it sounds like a whole other podcast. Um, <laughs> so I do a lot. I, and I have from actually from time to time experienced insomnia, which is really weird for someone who really loves and values sleep. Um, so the the bedtime routine has been really critical for me. Definitely no electronics um, for at least an hour before bed, but possibly longer. 
Mm-hmm. which of course is much easier said than done always. Yeah. Uh, but even for me, I find TV is better than my phone in terms of like, if I, <laughs> in terms of diminishing or uh, yeah, diminishing return, if I'm on my phone, I'm getting all of kind yeah. of this. Much more whereas, high stimulation. Yeah. 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 Whereas a bit of Bob Ross on the TV is, doesn't go amiss. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and then, like I said, it's, it's slowing down. It's soft lighting in my bedroom. And I do, I, when I struggle with getting to sleep, I like to use um, headspace or something else to do mindfulness, yeah. going to sleep that, ha- that has really helped me when I have had um, trouble sleeping or when I'm traveling, which I yeah. find can also yeah. disrupt my sleep, um, not just from time zones, but just different beds and smells and things. Yeah. So those things are really critical. Um, and, and if you don't have that, the other thing that I have found is a, a game that someone, I can't even remember where I heard it from, where you play like A to A to Z. So you play in your head, something you don't know very well, but you know enough of. So uh, the one I play is name like bands and you have to go from A, B, C, D. And I've never got past R ever, ever, ever. (laughs) So it gives you like something to hang on to but your mind yeah, is going yeah, and yeah. then you just kind of fall asleep. So those are my kind of like, yeah, my, my interesting. <laughs> yeah. And, and I love that because it's actually a form of distraction, but it's yeah. taking you away from the thing that you're worrying about. So that's why yeah, exactly. it's so good. <laughs> I don't think I get past F if I'm honest. But anyway. Yeah. Most of the time it's like E or F. So I know A to F, like, like yeah. I, can, I can get those. Off like yeah. That. How yeah. about you? How do, how do you help when you're, when you're having insomnia or I find meditation quite useful and I love headspace and they've really developed that app now to include all sorts of different things so they actually have specific meditations for going to sleep which is great I love it (laughs) Um, or they have that lovely sort of white noise so you can listen to Mm -hmm. some people I mean I quite like the sound of water drumming on on steel roofs yeah. that's that's yeah. very yeah. soothing so any noise yeah. that's soothing I like yeah. but normally I actually like quiet so as long as I've got a quiet cool dark space that's nice mm. and snuggly then mm. I can actually go to sleep quite easily my husband is is always saying you go to sleep so so fast I said what and he said what do you do because he he is an insomniac <laughs> <laughs> it's not fair so he has to listen yeah. to me snorting and snuffling during the night <laughs> <laughs> he said you slept well last night I, said, mm. <laughs> <laughs> I believe so um and he's just got one of those really active brains where he finds it incredibly hard to switch off so yeah. what he does is he he's a list maker mm-hmm. so sometimes what he'll do is he'll quickly scribble down things that he's thought about so that his brain can subconsciously deal with them during the night so he's nice. not thinking about it actively yeah 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 so that that sometimes helps that makes sense yeah yeah what i can't stop him from doing is drinking coffee late in the day and he, and he has trouble sleeping you don't say. yeah hello um he keeps saying oh i don't think it affects me well of course it affects him mm-hmm. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Even if you're a fast metabolizer, caffeine blocks the adenosine, which we accumulate during the day that is needed to calm the brain down. So if it's full of caffeine, 
that your denizen can't do its its great work. <laughs> he doesn't want to know. And the other thing, of course, is that the other poisons are smoking. People who smoke yeah. actually have quite bad sleep uh, um, and alcohol. Yes, yeah. Now, people often will say, oh, I like a nightcap because it helps me to relax and go to sleep. Yeah. Well, it basically knocks you out, but it's not yeah. a normal sleep and it's not a good yeah. quality sleep. They know that if you have more than one drink, so, you know, at least a couple of hours before you go to bed, it's going to halve the amount of time you spend in what they call REM sleep. That's your dreaming mm-hmm. sleep. Mm-hmm. And uh, you have much more fragmented sleep, which means that every sleep cycle that you go through, which lasts about 90 minutes per cycle, instead of just going from straight from one cycle into the next, you wake up briefly mm-hmm. and then go mm-hmm. back to sleep. And so you wake up in the morning, you're not quite mm-hmm. as refreshed. And uh, of course, then you're set up for a day where you might be a little bit more grumpy and irritable um, than you yeah. would normally be. So it's just yeah. being aware. And, you know, when when people say to me, well, Jenny, I like to have a glass of wine in the evening. And I said, well, make sure you have some alcohol free nights so that you can actually tell the difference. Because when you've experienced the difference between a night where you've had no alcohol at all and a night when you've had a glass or something, then it quickly becomes apparent on how much you can tolerate to not impact your sleep too much. And I think most of I think I think it definitely does. And as I've gotten older, I definitely need to have that. And I really recognize even if I've had a glass of wine. Yes, I am not. I'm not as as on it in the morning no. um, as uh, yeah, age. Hey, no coffee oh. late at night anymore. No <laughs> wine before bed. <laughs> yes. The fun police are out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But actually if I, I can get over that moment where I think that I want that, then I just have some more water or a cup of tea. Like you said, yeah. I feel yeah. so much better. In the it morning. works. It so works. much better. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So I think All right, it's, well, it's time to be honest with ourselves and say, yeah. how much sleep do I need? How much sleep am yeah. I getting? And what am I going to do yeah. differently yeah. to ensure that I get a better night's sleep? And I think then we're going to feel better. We're certainly going to be in a more positive space and feel happier overall. And you know you're doing the right thing for, for your overall health and general well-being. Absolutely. What's not to yeah, love about sleep? Turn us off. Curl up. Get yourself a nap or tuck yourself into bed and we'll speak to you next time. Okay. Thanks so much for joining us and we'll see you soon. Bye for now. Bye. Thanks so much for tuning into this episode of Thriving with Sarah and Jenny. We hope you've enjoyed listening to it as much as we did recording it. And you can always get involved in the well-being conversation at all of our social links in the show notes. Until next time, stay safe, stay happy, and thrive in whatever you do.